Welcome to BitFaced. Back to the video games this week, and uh, and thank God is what most of you are saying right now. But we figured we kind of need to get back to that. And also, a lot of people have requested that we do more list episodes. Tyler and I kind of like them and kind of don't. We're going to do one tonight. Um, got some guests joining us too. And the list we're going to do is we're going to talk about last gen, or what's most commonly referred to as, I guess, the seventh gen of video games. We're in the eighth generation now. So we're talking, we're going to do our favorite games, not the most influential games, not the highest selling games, our favorite games from that generation. A generation that we kind of all, uh, we all played a lot in. I would say it's it's the gen I definitely played the most in. Uh, to my right, BitFaced official streamer, finally Coming back to join us, even though he should have been here for the Overwatch episode, and I'm forever going to give him <laughs> shit about that. Zach Toma, across the table from me, we're just going to call him the Game Guru, because not only is he an avid video gamer, but he also knows more about board games than anyone I've ever met in my life, Matt Dawkins. And then to my right, counterclockwise, Tyler Run TRG Glaze. So what we decided to do, and this is kind of just to give you guys a hint on the format, we all came up with like... 20 games that we thought were the best. And we whittled each other's list down to the point where we're going to go through 40 titles. Everyone has a different 10. But we'll also bring up some things. Just to be kind of fair, there was a lot of overlap. I mean, there's some obvious titles. As you listen to this, you'll know we probably, multiple ones of us had them on our list. But I think we have a really good list of 40 here. And so I guess I have to start, right? Yeah, we're going to make you start since I did last time. Okay, so I'm going to start with what I can argue would be on my top 10 influential of last gen. The best MMORPG ever made, World of Warcraft. And I played back in the beginning of WoW. I didn't really stick with it, but you can't argue that that was a game that brought friends together. I don't think anyone yet has come up with a more successful MMO, correct me if I'm wrong. And so, yeah, that's where I'm opening today. I had a lot of good times in uh, in Gen 7 playing WoW. I mean, I can agree with that. I know me, Toma. Yeah, we still play it. Derek, yeah. yeah. I still so. have an active subscription, actually. So, Go for it. We have, to, we have to get through 40 of these, and I know that this one might take 30 minutes. No, so. it's not. It's <laughs> not. So, uh, like, for my list, uh, I have a lot of uh, handhelds because back – during Gen 7, the, most of the games I played were handhelds because I was on a ship. Didn't really have much room for consoles You were there. a pirate, right? Yes, I was a pirate, actually. Uh, so the first one I wanted to start off with was a Half-Minute Hero for the PSP, which was an insanely fun game where you had 30 seconds to defeat this evil lord who was going to destroy the world in 30 seconds. Amazing and, well, it was a 30 second spell. It was a 30-second spell. So you have 30 seconds to beat him, and then you have to run through all these enemies and then you can pause the, 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 you haven't had the goddess pause the, um, game where then you can go shop, collect armor, pick up allies, and then go through and beat down more enemies. And you have to accomplish all this in 30 seconds or you lose. And it's pretty ridiculous. It's, it's an awesome game. I have it. I never, did you ever finish it? Uh, no, actually I didn't, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. 
I, I loved it too. It seems hard, man. 30 seconds isn't a lot of time. I mean, Eric just spoke for four minutes in our intro. He would have died like seven times over. Well, that's what's so much fun about it. It's, it's just insanely hectic. That's where a lot of the comedy comes into play. You know what? You can do the intro next time. I thought I did a pretty fucking good job. <laughs> you did a great job. I'm just, if there were an evil wizard, you would have killed us all. Probably. The thing is, though, Tyler, to your point, you can go through 30 seconds, change things in the world, and the next 30 seconds is easier, or you have a weapon that you picked up. So it's not just you do get one shot to beat him, but you're making a lot of adjustments at the same time. I didn't even... I was thinking about games all day today. I mean, that's what I do every day, but it didn't come up. So good job on that one, man. That was a great game from last gen. You're up. I'm going to jump straight to my favorite seventh gen game, and that's Mass Effect 1. Uh, you like elevators, right? <laughs> it, it's the first one certainly had its flaws. Uh, I, I could sit here and talk for a full hour about the Mass Effect trilogy. It was really hard only picking one of those three. But uh, gameplay-wise, the series got better, as it, the trilogy got better as it progressed. Storyline, I always come back to the first one. There's something just classic about it. It's you against the rest of the galaxy. Humanity's on its own. I think they're the new players on the scene. That's the cool thing about the trilogy as it developed is, you know, humanity became the, the focus of the galaxy. But uh, there's something unique about the original where you're this new player. You know, humanity's not the, the uh, uh, top of the chart anymore um and being put on this mission against like a rogue specter agent that nobody believes is rogue and you know it wasn't the whole galaxy out to get you it was just this one personal vendetta and there's something really pure about that the two and three kind of lost in the the galactic warfare and the scale that they had there i love that the character that i started in mass effect one noelian shepherd was the same character i finished with in Mass Effect 3. And I think when we were doing swaps earlier, I took Mass Effect 2. Yeah, I had to drop it off my list. The first one was great. I really liked the last chapter of 2. Absolutely. The final sequence in Mass Effect 2 is, in my opinion, one of the best sequences or missions, how you want to describe that, in all of video games. And it's because they take this the whole game and these series of events and they all culminate in that one mission and all these decisions you made. And there's character consequences that you can lose your favorite character and they won't be around for the next game. And uh, there, there's something unique about that. Oh, you better that. believe when I lost Garrus uh, that I went back and <laughs> pulled up a 10-hour-old save and got him back. Yeah, I mean, I like that about it. I think we all played Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, no, we? Mass Effect 2 is on my list too. And uh, <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, and I remember playing through it for the first time and I lost like all but three people. And I was like, this is just not acceptable. And I had to run through the whole game again and save everybody. That kind of would, uh, would have made me upset. I don't like going back in time or starting over in games for almost anything. But, uh, you know, I'll bring up, I'll bring up one of mine. So, well, you are next. So (laughs) good good job sticking with the the order there. (laughs) Hey, I know counterclockwise. I didn't have to think about it. We're going clockwise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Embarrassing. Never mind. (laughs) Awkward. JK. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. Um, So anyways, uh, God, it's so hard because I can't pick an order. And so I'm just going to go top down. 
You're and going. See, I'm going bottom up, I guess. But I don't have them in any order. You guys didn't order yours either. No, Matt, you did, didn't you? Just mine, but I'm going off script for the rest of them. I just want to get my favorite out first. Okay, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. Are you going to do the same? No, I'm not because it would be really hard for me to pick my favorite out of all of these. Um, I'm just going to start from the top. And so I wrote out a list of like 60 games and I went down through that list and started picking my top 10. And so that's the order they came up. So it has nothing to do with how I enjoyed the games. Uh, so my top that I have on here is Prey, um, which I played on the 360. And that was a very underrated game as well. Most people hated it. And to be that's fair... That's an interesting choice for a top 10. I don't think anyone else's top 10 out there has would Prey. have Prey on it. I don't think so either. And that's why I said it's a very underrated game too. And it was quick. I think the overall playthrough, my... Uh, one of my first times was like two hours. Some of the physics puzzles were pretty cool for the time. Yeah. And I don't even know how I got through half of the game. I just walked through portals and then all of a sudden I was in whole other areas of the game and I had no clue what was going on. And it was really mind boggling. And I think that's kind of what turned me onto it. And I think you'll see that as a common theme among a few of the other games that are on my list as well. Yeah, I mean, you definitely had the most unique list of all of us, I would I would say. I didn't have to change any of them. I only had one that was on any of your guys' list. Which you haven't got to yet, right? Nope. Okay. Um, that'll bring me to, God, the first year we ever did this podcast. We did our top ten games of the year. And my game of the year that year, and one that still sticks to my top ten, is South Park, The Stick of Truth. Amazing gameplay amazing story i haven't laughed that much during a video game i think since i started playing games so that's certainly going to be one of my favorite games of last gen and also i'm really really anticipating the sequel so i'm, I'm sure did you guys play stick of truth i i loved it um honestly it, the, what was really interesting about that game was how they uh kept the authentic uh the uh, authenticity of um south park the authenticity yeah i'm, I'm sorry i was tongue-tied there but um you're, they, you're good man they they kept it and um without sacrificing anything on the uh the side of it being a video game and vice versa uh i love how they took traditional rpg tropes and cliches and then made fun of them like when they ask you what your name is and then you don't get a choice and he just calls you douchebag and that's just your name. What I, other game can you fight an RPG fight while dodging a giant nutsack swinging at you? That's all I have to say. Or I mean, have a battle in a, an abortion clinic. Right. They they really they went South Park with it. But have you guys ever played a property that translated that seamlessly to the game that felt like you were playing the show i don't know if i've ever had that experience with another title and then not just that but also retain the feeling that you're playing a deep and interesting rpg that has actually good game mechanics and fun gameplay yeah the rpg elements were probably my favorite part of the game don't get me wrong the humor and the story and everything was great but it was a very 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 good rpg and it looks like with the fractured butthole, they've taken the RPG elements and even made them better. So, yeah, that has to has to make my ten guys. So uh, I would probably say for my uh, second one, I would be definitely Catherine. Uh, 
we were just talking about it actually before we started and i was reminded of it um i played the living shit out of catherine everything about that game was absolutely amazing i love the story i love the characters it was a really real relationship until it got paranormal of course and the puzzles were insanely hard and um that's where i i couldn't do it because there was something i can't remember there's something off about the controls one of the buttons that normally does something does something different in that game but it was hard as shit yeah it was it was definitely hard and i i stuck through it till the end and um i would play it again any day Catherine was absolutely awesome and then it was the same art style uh by the same guys who do persona and i I'm a huge fan of that series too. So aren't they both Atlas Studios? Yes, they are. Yeah, there's a lot of excuse me. There's a lot of puzzle games out there. Very few integrate the story as interestingly as they did with Catherine. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, don't get me wrong, the puzzle mechanics stellar, but I definitely played that game for the story. No, the story was amazing. Cool. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump to Last of Us for my next game. Uh, one of the themes, if I had, if I had to, <laughs> stupid hey, chord. Hey Derek, can you calm down <laughs> a minute? Uh, um, it's okay. I, Just if, don't if, knock my pantry door <laughs> off the hinges. And we'll be good, Matt. Got it. Oh, uh, uh, if I had to make it on the cusp list of my three favorite game endings. One of them we talked about the last time I was on, and that was Uncharted 4. The other two are on this list. I'll get the other one. But Last of Us ending, I have to... Uh, are you talking the the giraffes? No, 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 no. You're talking the end end? Yes. Okay. Yes. The giraffes is my favorite moment, I think, from that game. And that was one... Uh, that was a double up one between right. me and you. Absolutely. I mean, and there's going to be a few of those between us, but yeah. yeah. No, there's uh, all of us to some degree kind of try to predict the ending and where game's going, and you just you didn't see how that was going to resolve, but it it really stayed true to both characters and the way it did end, and it was really unique. I have not finished that game. In fact, I haven't played a whole lot of it, uh, but <laughs> but besides Ori and the Blind Forest, that game probably has the saddest intro I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it does. I think anyone could agree with that if they've played the intro to that game. I think that goes without saying, for sure. That's like as far as I got. That happened, and I was like, oh my god, I'm just depressed right now. I don't, I can't play. And we're getting a sequel, aren't we? Is that official? It's rumored know. at this point. I'm not sure if it's official yet or not. But that, that ending was... You're right. It was one of the best endings I've seen to a video game, especially because of the gray area that encompassed it. Like... You're not really sure if you agree with what he did, but at the same time, you understand why he did it. It makes sense. And you, as a player, you just feel really conflicted. And I think the characters are conflicted as well. And it just, it's a perfect place to end the game. Tyler, I'm surprised you were able to put it down because it's one of those things that story-wise I found gripping just from beginning to end. I beat it in a weekend. I, yeah. I'd legitimately... I got depressed and I could not play it. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it was very sad. Tyler's a moody bitch sometimes. So you have to realize that. Gameplay wise, it's actually not my top naughty dog title, but I'll let you get to that later. Ah, okay. Um, so my next one has a very good ending as well. And this is a game. So like we said, we're going to give you 40 different games. 
we did say that we could pick different games in a series. And so I know this will sort of overlap with one on, I believe, Eric's list. And um, so my next game is Bioshock Infinite. And the ending of that game just blew me away. In fact, that whole game just blew me away. And I think, personally, I liked it better than the original Bioshock, except for thematically um, being underwater in Rapture was stellar. Uh, But not to say being up in floating you know cities any worse that was a lot of fun and flying around with your skyhook insanely fun the skyhook was awesome the setting was awesome the powers were amazing i don't get me wrong me putting and i'll get to it but uh, me putting the original bioshock on my list in no way discounts infinite and it was very hard for me to pick between the two, but we said you couldn't do the whole series. And I uh, know, I mean, Infinite's a great game. I can't wait to play it remastered uh, in September. Yep. In fact, I am, I am very much waiting for that. There's few remasters that I want to play, and that's that's one of them. I really appreciate how Bioshock Two was a nice way where they improved on the gameplay and stuff, but it's the same setting. They didn't do a whole lot different. I really appreciate how Bioshock Infinite took the same feel to the gameplay and just threw it in an entirely new atmosphere. It really gave it... I, I'm Team Original Bioshock, but Infinite had a really unique uh, feeling and everything to it that set it apart. I think how they fucked with times and dimensions was what really drew me into it. And the twins were probably my favorite part of that entire game. Absolutely. How they closed... Uh, because they, the whole game where you're playing through go right into it dude the whole game sorry about that the whole game when you're playing through um one of the issues is that like there's all these plot holes that you just are like, stuck thinking how is this going to work out or why does this how why none, nothing makes sense and then as it ends it just fills every plot hole into one of the biggest mind fucks which was ops- absolutely awesome uh eric would you kindly tell us your next game Oh, wow. You were transitioning. I was ready to go. I thought you were raising your hand because you wanted to say something. That's why I stopped. Um, Late nights, a microphone that reeks of beer, 16 different drum pedals that I broke, sticks thrown across the room, four friends having a blast, Rock Band 3. I, I can't bring up last gen without and it, it's not prevalent anymore but there were many nights at my old home in georgia where we were up until five six in the morning watching the sunrise playing rock band all night i still miss my band meetings lumberg missed they, they were great but yeah i i know it was a fad but i really liked the music games when they were out i had a lot of fun it was really a good social because gaming's moved away it's online now it was really rock band was about getting your friends together and having a good time and yeah, has to make my top 10. And the fact we're still getting rock band. It's not as successful now, but I was able to kind of play recently. It still holds up. I love rock band. You can go. <laughs> you're was- off, you're off the team for missing that transition, but I also have a lot of love for rock band three. I was ready for the transition. When you raise your hand, I thought you had something to say. I have, I have to say, uh, one of my this is actually very very high up on my list uh nine doors 
nine hours, nine persons for the DS. This game is absolutely stellar. It's a visual novel, which will immediately turn a lot of people off. Toma, you literally talked to me about the third game for 30 minutes, so please don't do that. I'm not going to do anything Don't worry, Matt will cut you off. (laughs) At all. But it's just essentially you, you, you have nine people stuck on a ship that's sinking. They have nine hours to find the ninth door to escape. And as you progress, you think you understand the story, and it gets more and more wild until the end and then you're just like what the fuck did i just play absolutely amazing some of the hardest puzzles i've seen in a video game and i'm pretty sure it's not confirmed yet but i think they're releasing all of them for steam they've released the third one in the series so there could be a chance that they might go back and release the other two as well so when you say visual novel what do you mean by that i mean a shitload of talking a shitload of dialogue and then some serious puzzles in between. You see, yeah, I'm just not my style. I yeah. don't want to read. Like, I have books. Absolutely. And that's why I say it's going to turn a lot of people off immediately, but it was absolutely amazing. And I mean, I'm really, I, I think they are all going to come to Steam. I, I actually read that somewhere after you told me, and I, I'm going to pick it up because, I mean, I already know the whole story of one and two. I ruined that for you. And basically three, so I might as well buy them and just see how it all all rolled out. (laughs) And Matt, (laughs) hey, what's your next one? (laughs) I'm going to go Red Dead Redemption for my next one. Oh, Uh, and today, I don't know when this is going to come out, sometime between today and Sunday, but it is backwards compatible on the one as of today. Yep, absolutely. And now we're just waiting for a word on that sequel, but... uh, Oh, one of my favorite open world games, uh, even more than the Grand Theft Auto series for me. It's just a unique setting. I mean, it's hard to compare a modern urban setting with the old West, but if I had to choose between the two, I had, the West is more unique. It hasn't been done as much, and I really like their take on that. Um, and I would add this to the category of one of my favorite game endings of all time. Yes. Oh, not without a doubt. I don't know if Eric remembers this, but I still have yet to play that game. There's a uh, lot which of things that blows you my mind. Done. I don't understand how you could have not played Red Dead Redemption. I I played Revolver. Well, I mean, and I played Gun, and, and those were the, the two Western that it games was I set played. in the West. It, it, like he uh, definitely was part of my favorite part about that game. You I'll, don't see that anymore. Uh, let's see. Can I see it from here? I'll I'll pick it up. There's and play actually it two on the shelf that I see. One with Undead Nightmare. Um, Undead Nightmare is actually a standalone, and I have the original Red Dead, and I got a collector's edition of Red Dead that I sent to Mac. So you're welcome, Mac. But um, no, I it, yet again, this was a repeat between me and you. We had to compromise because it was definitely my favorite game the year it came out, hands down. And that was a great year. That was the year of Alan Wake. It was a good year. Red Dead Redemption, I love the Western trope. I love the action. I mean, and Rockstar, I've compared them to Blizzard in the past. They're kind of a studio that, if their name's on it, unless it's a ping pong game, it's probably going to be pretty fucking good. So, yeah, Red Dead Redemption. In fact, I might have to bust out some Red Dead tonight. I haven't played that game in forever. Tyler, would you kindly play Red (laughs) Dead Redemption once it's backwards compatible? I kindly would. Um, And I'll, I'll just borrow... You know, Eric's Xbox. I'll jump in his room and play it for a while. 
you can hook up the 360 downstairs if you want to. Fine, I'll do it that way. Yeah, rather than having you in my room, stinking up the place, <laughs> sitting on my my bed. You know, yeah. you know, Matt's about to bitch you out if you don't go next. No, should, I- <laughs> should we explain this to him or just keep it rolling the whole episode? No, nah, keep it rolling. Okay. Um, so the next one that's on my list um, is actually one of my favorite games. If we ever go through and do a top ten again of all time, this will probably be on there. And I'm currently playing the sequel, and while not as good, still pretty fun, um, Mirror's Edge. I have, as a child, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I have some crazy obsession with heights. It makes me feel awesome and free. And the soundtrack to Mirror's Edge was insane. And just running through a city and just leaping off buildings and doing dives off a crane. When that game came out and then I, you know, I went up to Denver and I saw this giant crane. I was like, I'm, I just want to jump from that. But obviously I didn't because I would be dead. <laughs> what have you been thinking about lately, Tyler? <laughs> Jumping from cranes. Just don't chase Pokemon off cranes, all, all three of you. If there is like a thousand CP Charizard on top of a crane, I may have to try and catch it. All right. Well, you know, is your will worked out? Who, who gets the kid? We still have to worry about Titus for at least 10 more years. All right. Well, if Go is still around when he's eighteen, then I'll go. Then I'll go do that. Okay, that's fair. Um, there's one game on my list. What? <laughs> no, you fuckers, answer right now. Would you kindly <laughs> go on? <laughs> oh, I. Is it the Bioshock reference? I mean, come on, guys. I got that. Yes. I was worried I was doing something wrong or my mic was off or I had like a fucking giant bug hanging out of my nose. It's the Bioshock reference. Okay. Would you kindly? Here we go. One of my favorite moments. In fact, I'm not going to jump up there. We'll we'll, we'll touch on that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. One game on my list. I played more than this one. This would be second. Uh, I'd never played any of the other games in the series. System Shock. But I love Fallout 3. Wasn't System Shock related to that? What was... No, you're thinking Bioshock, actually. Was System Shock. Yeah. I'm sorry. I never played Fallout 1 or 2. Didn't even know they existed. Fallout 3 was mind-blowing. To be fair, they were very different as far as style of game and everything. They were kind of turn-based RPGs. Right. So um, it was interesting because they they took that style of gameplay and they incorporated it into a first-person shooter, but then they had the... uh, Vats? What's yeah, yeah the VAT system where mm-hmm. to kind of simulate it, it was kind of a callback to the turn based thing, even though it was a first person shooter. I like a game where they drop you in and you can go wherever the, the hell you want. They don't hold your hand really that much in Fallout. I like the character customization, I like the perks, I like the firearms. Everyone and I'm sure we're gonna hear about Skyrim sometime tonight. Fallout was my Skyrim. I I love the way that um, that they do their games. I, I love that style. So yeah, I put a ton of hours into Fallout 3. New Vegas was decent. I didn't really give Fallout 4 that much of a chance. Fallout 3, hands down, one of my favorite games of last gen. I played, uh, I think I played 20 hours before I even started the quest to find my dad. 
So, um, he's down the street, right? <laughs> no, I know. And that's, I could have just gone left and instead I went right and then around the whole map and then went back and, and I like that you could do that. They really didn't handcuff you. And I, I remember struggling cause I went North to start and I was like, man, I'm getting my ass kicked, dude. I have like a slingshot and these rad roaches are killing me in two hits. And I guess you're supposed to go south or, or west. I don't know. Anyway, if you the expansions too, and that's something also I can say about Bioshock Infinite. The Fallout 3 expansions were really good and really thought out and really worth your money. It wasn't tacked on. It wasn't content that was on the disc. And that was a big thing in Gen 7 is, hey, we're going to release something, but you actually already own it. Anytime something would unlock in half a second, you're like, Really? So I didn't download anything. I just paid you to unlock something that was already there. I have to give it to Fallout 3. It was it was good. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say another game, but when you talk about the freedom to play how you want, then I have to immediately shoot to Deus Ex Human Revolution, which is one of my favorite games, if not my favorite game of... Uh, Gen 7, that game had a really interesting playstyle in the sense that not only was it a, you can either go stealth or all out combat, um, you can even go in a technological route and just hack everything in the building and kill everybody. Or you can go the whole game and not kill a single person, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal. And um, Except kick- the bosses. Yes. Well, no. I mean, I believe you could actually even trank the bosses if you use the uh, the tranquilizer rifle. That's how I was able to get past all the bosses. I tranked them. Yeah. This is actually. It was. I had a numbered list. This was number four on my list. It's one of my <laughs> personal favorites. I, I, really, I think it was on yours too, right, Tyler? Is it's it still there. It's on my big list, and it's very close. But I picked ten that I had a lot more fun with because I still haven't finished. Deus Ex, and I do need to go back and do that. Yeah, and when when you talk about freedom, like when you have a when you have a fence that's locked and you can't get around it, and you can search around an entire city and pick 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 up all these dumpsters, drag them miles away to that fence, stack them on top of each other, and then jump over it. Like instead of having to get the passcode, the fact that I could just do that was really liberating and pretty cool. Absolutely. My playstyle in those games tends to be, I want to be a ghost. I don't want anybody to ever know I was there. So my one complaint was the boss fights, because you could chank them, but you couldn't sneak around them or anything. But aside from that, the rest of the game, the freedom you have and the style of gameplay and everything, fantastic. One of my favorites. I think that's why I stopped. You guys are talking Human Revolution, the most recent Deus Ex, right? Right. The only Deus Ex I haven't beat, because I think I tried to play the ghost. I'm a hacker. Like, I want to fuck with the computers and shit. And I got to a point where I could not beat a boss. I think that's where I'm I'm stopped. Because it's the, again, I didn't finish it. It was a great game. I would have to say the only complaint I have is just the insanely strict AI. Like, if you even come within a centimeter of where they might look, they are all alerted. And you have to restart from a checkpoint if you're trying to play The way it ghost. should be. If it's fair, I'll take it. I mean, so there there are times though where I'm like, that's total bullshit. There's no way I should have been seen. But for the most part, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, 
feel like a lot of stealth games go the other direction with that, where you're like you can walk in front of them and the Uncharted Four is one of those where it's really lenient. Like you could just walk in front of a guy or they don't see the bushes moving next to them and in a right. alpha protocol you could power your stealth up so much to where you could like stand in front of the guy and dance and he didn't, didn't see you. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of those games too, like even Thief. If you're in the dark, regardless of how close, you could be touching, like rubbing elbows. Thief was awful. Not the new Thief. I'm talking the original Thieves. I'm talking the new Thief. I, I didn't make it, what, 10 minutes through it, Tyler? Same here. I was... <laughs> that was a day if you remember um that was that was a that was a very fun day i made it pretty far and uh and then i threw up all over your floor was that the same day <laughs> yes was was the, was the game that bad basically that's what happened we'll so go with that i'm gonna take a bit tangent then uh and uh yeah the most fun part for me about your divorce was you coming over that night and getting so drunk and me challenging you to every fighting game on my rack knowing I didn't even have to fucking do shit. Like, I knew I could beat you in that state. But yeah, you did puke all over my floor. I had to, I had to pick your naked ass up to a bathtub that night and put you in it so you wouldn't fucking choke to death and then check on you. And then you texted me in the morning like, hey, dude, I woke up in the bathroom. What happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Alki, I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, bad times. But anyways, I enjoyed that game that night. I thought it was a lot of fun. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> yeah. Stealth mechanics are very hard to incorporate in a game. It's a very thin line for developers to tread. So what's your next one? Yeah, you're, you're up. Oh, I'm up. Uh, back to Bethesda. I love Bethesda games, and I will say on Fallout 3... There are very few Bethesda games outside of Morrowind where the narrative just really captures me. And Fallout 3 did it. It's one of the games that I actually stayed on the main quest line throughout. But if I had to pick which one I enjoy more, I actually prefer Skyrim. I'm more of an Elder Scrolls guy than the Fallout series. And uh, Most people would agree with you and not me. On the, I, I've actually got a lot of friends who are the other way around. They prefer Fallout over uh, Elder Scrolls. Um, on this tangent of I have all these top lists in my head uh game environments Skyrim's is incredible and I would say up until Witcher 3 came out in my opinion one of the most impressive just open world as far as design and everything in the mountains is just breathtaking I could run around for a couple hundred hours and do the side quest without touching the main quest because that's what I did I actually, I think I'm 20 hours into Skyrim. I have not swung a weapon. I have done the whole thing with magic. And I like that. I like that you can do that. And, and I think one of the biggest complaints that I hear about Skyrim is the melee mechanics. And I generally play like an archer with magic, so it's never really been an issue for me. But it is a little clunky as far as melee mechanics go. Uh, but compare them to the Morrowind melee mechanics true they they did improve they're they're incredibly better like but Morrowind's story makes up for it uh Morrowind was my favorite out of the Elder Scrolls series by far and I didn't mind swinging at something right in front of me seven times and missing it was just fun but at least in Skyrim if you swung at something and your you know sword 
contacted with the hitbox, you hit them. Whether you did much damage or not, it was pretty good. And you could charge it, and you could do your combos, and they actually added a whole lot to Skyrim's combat system. I never actually got to play Skyrim, because every time I did play it, I was just stuck on the internet for hours downloading add-ons and mods. And then I would mod the shit out of it, play with the mods for like 10 minutes, and then go back to remodding it, and never actually got to experience the game that's why you should have played it on console yeah well there were a lot of really 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 cool mods and graphically a lot of the mods probably made it comparable to the new remastered edition that are gonna uh, that's gonna be coming out plus they had a mod where you could play in elsewhere and although it was glitchy playing in elsewhere would be awesome i don't even know what that is it's the khajiit area in tamriel so i mean they have (laughs) never mind all right next on my list um and this would also be talk about missing transitions tonight jesus christ like that was the most missed transition in the history of (laughs) bitfaced i whatever i was thinking someone else might have something to bring up about khajiit area and all sorts of other stuff. Nah, none of us were really interested in the Khajiit line of dialogue tonight. <laughs> the Khajiit race was always one I found the least interesting. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I, I freaking hate that race. Never touched it. Ah, uh, they were so cool because, like, you could create a character where they <laughs> do... Dude, you're a Khajiitist elitist. <laughs> yeah, they do extra damage uh, when they're unarmed because they have claws. And then you built up your skill tree to where you did extra damage based on your heavy armor so you wore like just heavy heavy gauntlets and everything that dealt more damage and i literally just went around punching everybody in the face i beat dragons um it was awesome heavy armor and melee combat even a fist is just the opposite of my play style (laughs) me too shock shocker my first playthrough was an archer i i do i mean i've i've played a sniper in most you know shooting games uh fps that i've played so my first playthrough it was an archer but after that i had to run around and just brawl everyone but the next game on my list it would be that no one's ever heard of no i know you've heard of it if we got to underrated this would have been on your list and this was one of my favorite games because the dialogue um the story cliff Belinsky, <laughs> bullet storm um, I don't think Cliffy B. That's people can fly. That's but it was published by Epic, wasn't it? I don't think Cliffy B had anything to do with Bulletstorm. I'm with you on the dialogue. I think he did. Okay. But I could be wrong. I think that was an offshoot and it would be underrated for me. I've almost changed my gamer tag at one point to Butter Dick Jones. So that's how much I love Bulletstorm, but tell why why do you like it? I mean, it just, it was so much chaotic, ridiculous fun doing the gun combos, um, you know, dodging through falling objects and uh, just all the jokes. And they were nonstop. You played that game for 10 hours and you beat it. And it was the entire time was just hilarious, ridiculous jokes. Loved it. And yeah, it is on my underrated, uh, underrated list. I'm going to go right into 
what I think is the only Nintendo proper title that's going to show up on anybody's list, unless Zach has something portable over there I'm not thinking of, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2. And I should pick one, but 2 is a better game. And Nintendo has a knack for creating a platformer unlike any other company. They have defined it on the N64. They defined it on the NES. They defined it on the SNES. And that is the Wii kind of defining platformer. And I'll tell you, it's a Mario game and everyone thinks, oh, for kids, whatever. It is hard as fuck. And the music is amazing. The graphics are amazing. The levels are challenging. You honestly, Nintendo didn't do very well in Gen 7. Sales-wise, they did. But as far as games we remember, probably not many. Loved me some Super Mario Galaxy and 2. But if I have to put one on my list, it's going to be Galaxy 2. Yeah, I'd never played Super Mario Galaxy 2, but I had one on my list at one point. It's a, it's and a great game. Cliffy B was the designer for Bulletstorm. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't think he was. <laughs> he didn't mention that when I met him. Well, that's fair, but I was I was almost positive because People Can Fly was one of my favorite studios because they made Painkiller. And that's what threw me off because I was like, that was an epic game, kinda. Just published by, um, but that's at the time when, um, right after that game, and Cliffy B, like I said, he helped work on it, and then they bought out People Can Fly, and then People Can Fly, their uh, their studio, or the people who did um, Judgment, yeah. Which I heard what people didn't like, and that's okay. I never got. It play wasn't it, but... horrible. It was good. Okay. I just like how he threw in that. I told you so. So cleverly. Oh, I'm just uh, checking facts. That was all Tyler. Yeah, that's that's one for Tyler. <laughs> you're you're up. All right, so Air Chief. If I was to pull up my next game, it's uh, also going to be for the DS. So it's Ghost Trick. And uh, I'm pretty sure Please no one. Please tell me it was about ghost prostitutes. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't at all. It was actually a really insane game. You play as this ghost named Sissel, and you uh, you were just shot, and you don't remember how you were, you who you were, or how everything happened. You just know you were shot and killed, and you find out that you can control inanimate objects. So you go through the rest of the game tracing your killer. And saving everyone he's trying to kill by inhabiting all these objects and then moving them out of the way and protecting the people. And it ends up being like a really complicated puzzle game using um, physics, weight, all sorts of different uh, types of object objects to uh, accomplish your goals. And the twist in the end, I love twists. I, I'm pretty sure this has come clear in past couple games I mentioned, but... The twist is absolutely insane in this game. Okay. And it's DS, right? Yeah, it's Capcom. Really? Okay. Yeah, believe it or not. It's, yeah, it's a Capcom game. All right. We're going to make Ghost Trick 2, and it's going to be about ghost prostitutes. <laughs> it won't have anything to do with the original, but... Yo, I got to go turn a ghost trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into some more traditional first-person shooters. We've already mentioned Bioshock and Deus Ex, some of my favorite first-person shooters. But I gotta pull out Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. 
and as far down as the Call of Duty franchise has come, Modern Warfare for me was the pinnacle of the series. Both the multiplayer was, believe it or not, fairly innovative at the time. And the storyline is actually one of my favorites, where you're fighting against these Russian ultra-nationalists. Uh, ultra-nationalists. And uh, the, the highlight of that story is your... Has there, have all y'all played the single-player campaign? I mean... Three of us This, this is, what, a decade ago? So who cares about spoilers? But you're <laughs> flying out, you're evacuating the area, and this nuke goes off as you're looking at the city out behind you. It's just an incredibly scene incredible scene no it was back when when call of duty kind of meant something when it didn't have the ire of the gaming world even though you can argue they sell every fucking year so who are we to say that it's not a great game but no i i told you earlier i'd go with modern warfare 2 i was playing a shitload of call of duty back then and that's that's a completely respectable choice so was it the co-op in modern warfare 2 what was it you liked about modern warfare 2 it was the co-op and uh god what else one of the maps inside one of the houses the campaign mission was amazing i can't remember what it was called you see i'm just not knowledgeable tonight but uh it was great modern warfare 2 i thought is where the uh the series multiplayer the co-op i loved all of that Throwing out a big spoiler, which was the one that Ghost died? One of the later ones. Yeah, I Because whichever one that one, that was my favorite. That might be Modern Warfare 2. I think it was 2, yeah. I only played Modern Warfare, and believe it or not, I thought it was a good game. And it was very new at the time. It was very fresh. And then they started releasing 2 every year and i couldn't one a year well, i think we year. can all agree that it's kind of worn down to the point of why are they still doing it and i feel like it's gotten to the point where people are starting to feel the same way even the people loyal to the the fan base and this will be the first year we don't get a assassin's creed and I'm they were god. doing the same shit thank god <laughs> i just i don't need the same games every year and that's why Madden players would disagree with you and they would. And that's why their list would be, you know, Madden 2007. I'd love to see somebody's list that was Madden 7 as, through 13. As an avid <laughs> sports game player, maybe the only one in the room. I love Madden. I pick it up probably every other year. Well, every year ever since they stopped doing college football games. And it's nowhere near see, the I'm top of my list. See, I'm with you. I liked NCAA better. The only sports game that will probably ever make it on any of my top lists is NFL 2K5 because they pushed EA to the line and they sold it brand new for 20 bucks, and it made EA go out and get out exclusive NFL rights. I remember that. That's pretty intense. Back my- to Modern Warfare. <laughs> on the theme of just like favorite levels and stuff of all time, all gillied up where you're running around going that's the one next to the ferris wheel yeah where you have to shoot that guy through the top of the building yeah that was a fantastic mission i i did love that one one of my favorites of all time yeah my next game is one and the only one that was on my list that was on anyone else's list before we had to switch it and um probably one of my favorite puzzle games uh and i say puzzle and i think you guys will agree with me portal uh, yeah, 
and it, it was on mine, and I did. Of course, I'm going to give you a scratch. Portal or Portal 2, though? See, that's really tough for me because Portal really drew me in, and I played through that game multiple times to try to race people to see how quick we could beat it. But the story in Portal 2, especially the second half of that game, was was probably better. Um, you have to give it to uh, to Valve. Portal was a free... Not a free, but you got it on the orange box. You weren't buying the orange box to play Portal. No, probably the Half-Life chapters. That's what yeah. I bought it for. Well, orange Team box, Fortress. for consoles, orange box was the first time. I think you had access to Half-Life 2. Yes. Uh, yeah. def- definitely the episodes, but I think actually Half-Life 2 itself, that was your... You're that 100% was how you correct. got it. And yeah, Portal just stole everyone's attention. I had orange box just because of the compilation on my list at one point, but it was Portal that put it on my list. And uh, wasn't Team Fortress on there as well? Yep, Team yeah. Fortress 2, Episodes 1. Of That's got to be the best value in Gen oh. 7, right? Well, it was only 40 bucks or something, right? It was very reasonably priced. And the, but that's just, that's how Valve and Steam do their business. I mean, I think it was a $60 title. But still, I mean, that's even, worth every penny. Yeah, absolutely. One I mean, that's easily like, what, three, four AAA titles in one package for 60 bucks. when nowadays it you have to pay like 120 I think it was 60 on console. for one AAA title and then like all the DLC and season passes. It's ridiculous. And Steam always drops those humongous sales on all their games. Valve and Steam, yeah, one of a kind. Well, I'm going to go, um, I had to give up The Last of Us, but I did get to keep Uncharted 2 on my list. The whole series is amazing, but if I had to pick one moment, it's when you get on that train and you're scrapping through the train and you pop out of the top and you went from like a beach to up in, in the mountains. I can't convey it in words unless you've played it, but uh, Naughty Dog... Oh my god, what a masterpiece. Probably the best game on the PS3, in my opinion. And uh, if you guys haven't played Uncharted 2, I mean, play through the whole series, but there's a reason why I've played two four times and I've played the other ones once apiece. Uncharted 2 is uh, hands probably my favorite Sony title of, of Gen 7. It's my highest uh ps3 exclusive title on my list yeah i'd have to say the same thing i mean the the game was was amazing and a lot of people shit on uncharted because oh you just walk into a room and shoot people and you climb over some shit and then you get a cutscene. like no here's the thing about uncharted that really blew my mind when i first played it is the fact that how real the animations were and the the screenwriting was realistic the characters were reasonable you could relate to them and when Nathan Drake is taking cover behind a pillar, you can see his chest thumping. Like, he is breathing, he's he's exhausted, he's scared. You can see that he is a normal person like me and you. He's just a treasure hunter kicking ass. And when you see a grenade fly by him, he starts screaming like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And you gotta roll over to some cover, and I'm thinking in my head, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And I'm like, wow, we, we had a relatable moment. And in most in most games, you don't see things like that. I mean, that's a very minute detail. And they do. And, they, and there's more examples than just him taking cover. But that's one that really stuck out to me the most. And you see that all throughout the game, which is 
before that, you would just have that default animation, lifeless, boring. And they kind of made people think, when you have like these characters in the environments, you know, bring life into them. And I think that's what Uncharted did for the video game world, you know? It brought life into a lot of the characters and the animations and the style of gameplay. I'm not going to follow that, and you're just going to go right into your next game. All right. I mean, I, I, I could also talk about Uncharted for a long time because definitely an amazing game. Was that on your list? Did we make you scrub that? Um, Yeah, I actually had Uncharted on there as well. Uh, but for my next one, I'm going to say Bastion for the PC. This game was freaking phenomenal. And if no one's played it, you need to go play it. It's got to be like five bucks on the 360 right now. I mean, it, it it's not expensive, and it's so worth it. And the style of this game was so unique in the sense that you run through the whole game, and in every step you take is narrated literally. When you uh, die, the narrator you know will narrate your death. He'll narrate when you walk into a door, and it's just so much fun to play through. It's so unique. Um, you don't really see anything like it. It has awesome RPG mechanics, tons of weapons and different things to explore. And it, it mixes like those RP elements with a platformer in a way that, again, you'll never see in another game an insanely good art style. I could, I can go on about Bastion for a long time. And, um, I mean, if I didn't, I, I don't want to throw like duplicates from the same company, but even Transistor was absolutely awesome so bastion would definitely take my next pick i actually wasn't that big a fan of transistor um although if you're a person who likes to have specific ps4 themes and stuff the transistor one is amazing but uh bastion is one of my favorites as well oh yeah and on the topic of like really good endings like you want to look at just it's very short it's very concise but it, it uh it sticks with you yeah absolutely I haven't finished it. I've played a I've played a fair amount of it, and I do like it. I picked it up on a Steam sale, and uh, and I loved it. I just I didn't get to finish it because when you pick up one thing on a Steam sale, you pick up twenty other things on a Steam sale. Well, exactly, and just going back, like just some of the lines they had in those narrations were just so damn good. And it's one of those games where you'll play it, and then that memory will just stick with you for a long time afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe a good thing, since on Steam sales you do pick up 20 games at a time. I actually played Bastion through uh, Xbox Live Arcade when I played it the first time. And there were a few arcade titles on my list. And uh, the one that's actually sitting in my top 10 is Shadow Complex. And uh, we were talking about Salt and Sanctuary the other day as far as like some of my favorite 2D side-scrollers in the past decade, and Shadow Complex was the one that I went back to when talking about Salt and Sanctuary. Not that they have anything in common, but just as far as the 2D side-scrollers go, I love Shadow Complex, and really kind of taking that that Metroid Castlevania-style game. And it was Metroidvania meets 007? Yeah. I've actually never played of it. In fact... I've never heard of, I've never heard of it. You never played of it? Sam? I've never played of it. Fortunately, the remastered version just You can came get it out. right now on your PS4, and I would bet it's on sale. Yeah, I'll probably uh I'll probably pick it up then cuz it it sounds great. I mean, I like those 2D side scrollers. Salt and Sanctuary is fantastic. I picked that up. Yeah, so, if you like anything like Metroidvania, that that is It's it's Metroid and Castlevania, but you're a spy. 
That's tight. Yeah. That's very cool. All right, I'll pick that up. My next game uh, is a PC exclusive. It actually started out as a Half-Life 2 mod, um, and then they just ended up making it into its own game. And the narration in this game, uh, because it's very similar to Bastion in that sense, and if you haven't played this, um, I feel like, Eric, you would like this, even though it's PC only, and Toma, you would love this. Um, Stanley Parable. And basically, you play this guy named Stanley, and you just make these choices, and you have to play through the game multiple times because every little thing you do changes the entire outcome of the whole game. And I can play that game now and still find things that I've never done. Like, oh, there's this great hanging open, and I can walk over there, and then all of a sudden I have four more hours of gameplay just doing other shit and it's very very fun that's one of those games that i beat two or three times and then immediately turned around grabbed my wife katie set her down i was like here you got to play this and i just sat back and watched and see what options she would do just thrown into that circumstance yeah and they were way different than yours oh absolutely it was was really cool that sounds incredible yeah it's actually something i might want to try out because i've never touched that game before indie studio yeah, I don't remember who who made it actually, but I'm pretty positive it's an indie studio. Like I said, they they started out as just a mod for Half Life Two, and whether they got funding or whether they just decided they could just make the game on their own, that and it came out as its own game. I'm pretty sure you can easily pick it up in a Steam sale for five bucks or less. That's how I got it. I'm sure. I want to try it. And we have plenty of PCs, and you know what? I will hook up one of my PCs to your TV and hook up a PS4 controller or three uh, Xbox One controller. I can use a PS3 DualShock, right? That's what I prefer to play my retro with, so... Yeah, we could do that. Uh, well, I had to have one indie game on my list, too. And I don't think you can go back to Gen 7 without mentioning Limbo. And I am... Um, not to bring up old shit, but I was sitting on the couch in Georgia when I downloaded Limbo and I started playing it and we're talking black and white title and my girlfriend at the time hated video games not hated but just didn't not her thing she liked reading shitty books and when I mean shitty books I mean books that are written pretty pretty poorly and she's sitting on the couch with me I'm kind of messing around we're about to go get dinner and anyone that's played Limbo knows there's a moment at the beginning of the game where you're walking and the fucking spider comes at you and she jumped off the fucking couch and i was like oh my god and at dinner that night she was like i don't think i'm i can debate you anymore on the video games as art thing because that scared the shit out of me more than anything ever has and i was like sweetheart that was a black and white independent video game that says more to me than anything you could say i was like that that's a 15 dollar title Look what indie studios are doing. And we didn't get a lot of indie titles on the previous gens. We really didn't. That all kind of came to fruition on the 360, on the PS3. The studio was able to get their shit out there. I did not play, I don't think, a better indie game than Limbo last gen. And Inside is really shaping up to be... It's it's neck and neck with Uncharted 4 right now for me this year. So if anyone out there has not played Limbo, 
and I hope all three of you guys have. I know you have, Matt. Because we, we actually know this was one of the ones that was only on my list, right? And I'm I, surprised. I had sh- sh- It was up there with Shadow Complex and Bastion, okay. and I had Shadow Complex highest. I have to say, though, I think it's safe to say that Limbo really did carve a path for many, 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 many indie companies to follow, though. Do you think we have Ori in the Blind Forest if we don't have Limbo? I don't think we would have a lot of indie games at all as big as they are if we didn't have Limbo. Limbo really popularized the the indie scene. A lot of people even hadn't heard of indie games until Limbo came out, and they're like, wow, you know, what is this? If we did an influential list, that's probably one that would make all of our lists. Oh, yeah. It's really good timing bringing that up after Stanley Parable, because that's another one where the spider scene, I played that, I was like, oh, Katie's going to flip i gotta sit down plays right now that game creeped me out it was very dark very depressing inside guys not to get to now but has it's very similar as far as you're like holy actually here's the comparison i'll make limbo is Shaun of the dead inside is the world is um the world's end you just straight up skipped hot fuzz i mean (laughs) there's not a hot fuzz equivalent I'll jump back and say, to Katie's credit, she played that. She did flip on the spider scene, but she loved it. She played all the way through. She beat the game before I did. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and see, that's why you married her, right? Of course. You can pretend it's for Limbo. I mean, there's just for today. other reasons, but <laughs> we'll go with Limbo for today. Uh, so if I'm mean, back to me, I would like to say I thought it was kind of cool how we all just did a complete indie circle between Bash and Shadow Complex unintentional yeah it, it, that was i imagine cool. we're probably going back to studio titles now though right i i believe so with uh i'm gonna have to say final fantasy Dis, uh, dissidia for the psp this was like the only psp game i would argue on anyone's list i have to say honestly uh this game was like a childhood dream like growing up and loving all the final fantasies and then all of a sudden saying hey, we're going to make a Super Smash Brothers version of Final Fantasy. And I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. And this game had some of the most, had some of the best combat I've played on a portable handheld ever. It was a really interesting system, really unique, um, insanely deep in the uh, fighter customization and how you can build your characters and overall, just an absolute insane experience that I will always cherish and remember. I'd never played it. Tyler? It's fun, and I enjoyed stomping people with my favorite Final Fantasy characters. Um, they just released, or are just releasing, a a new version or an updated one? Uh, from what I've seen, if it is what I think it is, it's something to stay away from to be honest a lot of the fighting game community is pretty hype about it so yeah from what i've seen if you're staying away from a final fantasy title i mean you've got 10 inches of final fantasy cock jammed (laughs) down your throat on the right i I absolutely love final fantasy i'm not gonna lie but uh no dissidio was pretty fucking amazing for what they tried to accomplish i think they did a great job i'm gonna go right back to the big blockbusters with (laughs) halo 3 uh halo 3 is what halo 2 should have been 
we finally got the campaign mostly based on Earth. You're actually saving Earth, and it doesn't end in some awful cliffhanger. And the <laughs> multiplayer is one of my favorites as far as first-person shooters, and I'll go. Level 4 of Halo 3, where you and your buddy could get on the ship, and he could drop you off on top of the Scorpion, and you could put the bomb on it and then jump off and take off with him. One of my favorite multiplayer moments in gaming. Yep. The co-op for that game is fantastic. As most of the Halo titles. That's fair. I can't... I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about that. Three wasn't my favorite. I liked it better than two. One was probably my favorite, and then four. So, um, I mean, three... Where where would you put Reach in there? I liked ODST more than Reach. And I know everyone hates ODST, so... It had Nathan Fillion, and that's about it for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I thought ODST was was utter shit. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I thought I thought playing. I I had hoped it was going to be more of a stealth aspect than it was, right. and that's kind of what turned me onto it. And I so I had fun with it. And Reach Reach was okay for me. And the Fall of Reach, uh, the book, I love the book, and that's probably the only Halo book I'll ever read. Tyler, to be fair, though, has jacked off to Halo Reach Around, which you get Google it. It's, uh, let me tell you about that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear about that. That, I, that was my cue Please for you don't. to go to your next game. <laughs> <laughs> but my next game, so it's not it's not a huge blockbuster, in fact, um, but it is not an indie title. It's by the uh, developers who made the Genji games, if anyone played those. Um, the game that I really liked and honestly, most people didn't play and I'm pretty sure it came out with the PS3 was folklore. I played folklore. I beat the whole thing. Heard of it, never played it. Yeah. It's a very good game. So the idea behind it, um, one of the games that me and Toma and Derek used to play on GameCube was called um, Dark Kingdom, and you would get these cards, and you, the combat system, you would play the cards, and it would summon a monster that would do an attack. Well, Folklore just took one aspect out of that, where you didn't have to collect cards, you just collected monsters' souls, and your combat system, you would switch out the souls, and that's how you fought other monsters, is you would you know, press A to summon out one monster who would just do one attack animation, and each one had a different type of attack animation, and it was very, very unique in the in the combat sense. And all the story, when you went through cutscenes, was told in kind of a, a graphic novel form. They would put the panels up there, and it would go through it. And overall, it was it was a very great game. Okay, well, I remember actually playing the hell out of it when it when the PS3 first came out. It was one of the first titles I bought as well. If you keep smoking cigarettes, Zach, you're going to fucking sound like Shirley MacLaine in <laughs> 10 years. Oh, man. Yeah, you're probably right, man. I don't think I can dispute that. Well, I'm going to kindly give you my next choice. And that's the first Bioshock. I know we've talked about Infinite, and I'm not going to dwell on this because we've mentioned it throughout the cast. But I will tell you guys, the gameplay was amazing. The story was amazing. Zach, to your point... To me, the twist was amazing, and I did not see it coming, but the sound design in the first Bioshock, when you're underwater and you can hear the walls 
of Rapture oh, yeah. creaking. I would play that game full volume, all the lights off, the way I think a really good game like that should be played. There would be no infinite without the original. The game was fucking groundbreaking. I know we're not putting numbers on these, but it would be very hard for me not to put it at number one. Yeah. And the more I think about it, they almost had a little bit of a different genre too. Infinite was more of that psychological thriller and Bioshock was more horror. Was a horror. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a little bit more horror. Like I'm not saying it was a horror game, but there was a, a lot more horror to it. Oh yeah, there were definitely more elements of that. Oh like yeah. The spider like guys running around the ceiling and dropping behind you. One of the scariest things in that game, especially if you do what Eric's talking about, you play with the sound cranked, the lights off, and then you're walking down through some of the lower parts of of Rapture and there's those statues. And all of a sudden, you're, the lights in the game will flash too. So you're just sitting in complete darkness. And then that statue is three feet closer to you. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. When I, when I think of mannequins in video games, I think of Bioshock and Condemned. Are you ready for some blasphemy? I have never played a Bioshock game. Oh. Not one, two, or infinite. My wife played infinite. I watched her play. You know, a, a guy talked to me today about being our official streamer. I think he just got the job. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I are you fucking kidding me? I never got to it. Well, we're I, to one, it. it was I used always, to respect you a lot. Zach. It was absolutely always a game on my list that I've always wanted to play and never got got to it. Stop the cast and throw this motherfucker out. I know. I, that's why you don't I get said, to finish your list today. That's why I said I, I'm going to throw in some blasphemy there. But all right, so no, but, but you have to promise me the collection I assume is coming out for both consoles. You have to play. I that's actually something I planned to pick up once I saw that they were doing the remaster in, into a big collection. I was like, this is my perfect opportunity to just run through all three games. In the same spirit too of Fallout Three, they both had very similar retro soundtracks, meaning the actual music in the game, not the game music. You guys know what I'm like, you know. Yeah, yeah the the fifties swing, the fifties swing tunes, and I loved how Rapture was trapped. Like you could tell, everyone that went to Rapture was like, "Man, this is going to be the best decision I ever made," and it all went to shit. And you get to play in the aftermath of that. I'm gonna have to say number one for me. If like I'm gonna put a number on it right now, I'm, I have three more games, and God, one of them is gonna be really hard not to pick. But yeah, Bioshock was fucking amazing. It's in. It's right at my top five. I will say one thing. It just destroys every other game for me, except maybe Knights of the Old Republic. And we won't go into detail because he hasn't played it yet. But that's got to be one of the best twists of all time. In Bioshock? Yes. We've kind of ruined it for him. If he goes back and listens to this episode, we really fucking ruined it for him. Nah, he won't catch it. When that happens, though, in the game, I was sitting there the whole time like, you fuckers yeah. anyone who ever makes a comment I kind of go back going back to what you said earlier about limbo anybody who's made the the statement that you know you can't have art in video games or video games aren't art they've never sat down and watched or played this game and i don't know where the tipping point is some people will say that shadow of the colossus is kind of where it started i'll argue that super mario brothers is fucking art compared to some paintings i've seen like with a line down the goddamn middle and i'm like really art uh, but no, the original Bioshock, oh my god, Zach. 
Yeah. I'm going to let you do your next game just because I'm your friend. Yeah, you know, I, I just felt like... Uh, You've never played any of them? And it's something I've always regretted. I'm not even lying. Like, I've always regretted not actually... You came over here and play played those. a game that was an RPG where as you did powers, the girls lost their clothes, and you've never played okay. fucking Bioshock? So, Sinner and Kagura, <laughs> I was... I did not clock too many hours into that game. I you thought, clocked at least six on my couch. I, at least six. <laughs> I got it, and I thought it was fun in the beginning, but the 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 whole flair of the game wears off incredibly fast, and then it becomes just pretty stale. I'll tell you that uh, the first two hours of Bioshock are are pretty are pretty good. The rest of the game is really good too. But like, I cannot. Anyway, before I just rant, go to your next game, dude. All right. It, it better be fucking good, too. I, I can definitely say when they do release that collection, that's something that September I will... September 13th, 2016, my birthday. And I will run through and stream the whole collection. Good. For you. you. Just just, just to make up for that. You, I for honestly think as a gamer, you really missed out on... No, I know I agree. I, it still haunts me to this day. Uh, my next game, though, I'm going to... Sounds like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up uh, League of Legends. This game really tore up the free to play scene, uh, and I think probably with one of the fairest free to play models I've ever seen in a video game, and it made them filthy rich. You know, uh, incredibly fair uh, price price range. People can argue is pretty ridiculous, but it's mainly for cosmetics and. You can literally play that game free to play and not have a single issue. And um, I have to say, I probably lost easily like two, three years of my life to that game before I finally gave it up. Now it's free to play, but how much money did you lose to that game, Zach? All right, so it's free to play. Zach Toma has a horrible, horrible, yes. horrible addiction to spending money on free to play games or on microtransactions in general. It is not a lie. You could have taken $60 of your League oh, yeah. of Legends money and bought Bioshock. <laughs> Actually, oh, I'm not going to lie. Hold on. Pokemon Go came out. How much money have you already spent on that? That came oh. out yesterday. Probably 10 bucks. Not going to lie. That's just the How start. How much have you spent on Overwatch? Oh, shit. <laughs> Probably about... To be fair... You're fucking shitting me. This is all aesthetic. Yeah. None of this shit in Overwatch helps you in the game. Okay, how about I say this? Uh, the lowest amount of unlocks I have on Overwatch is about 31. For each character? For each character. I have a legendary on every single character. <laughs> but that's also a mix of a lot of playtime, too. It, it's a bad problem. <laughs> it, it's a problem. That's why I, I generally stay away from all free-to-play games. There was a free-to-play MMORPG called Vindictus. And I'm, oh, shit. Thousands of dollars. I, I think... I thousands. Think, yeah, I think... Tomo's Not even Thousands? Thousands. thousands. <laughs> Not fucking kidding, dude. I've never even heard of this, Invictus. Is this a fucking <laughs> soccer game with Matt Damon? <laughs> no. It was a Steam game. Uh... This would definitely be a story for another time, and I will fill you in on everything. Right, well, we're, putting a, we're putting a pen on that. We've talked on the cast before how much money but you spend there. If you want to throw in the biggest weak point I had, it would have been Clash of Clans. I ran that fucking game through my wallet. It was bad. It's one of the reasons I had to quit. 
And I, I actually, after that game, I decided I will never play another free-to-play game ever again. And I never have. With the exception of Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to say. But I mean, who doesn't play Except that? Except for yesterday. But who doesn't play that? So Me, Eric. Unless yeah. I can find a Squirtle in some girl's vagina, then I'm in. <laughs> All right. You can try. But yeah, League of Legends. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows League of Legends. There's not really much to say about it. Because everybody knows what it is, it's a, it's a big thing. You play League, Matt? I do not. I have played Heroes of the Storm. That's why I love you. We, uh, to be clear, because some people who are listening to the cast might be like, League of Legends is still really big. That's not last gen. We're going based off the release date there, which is yeah. 2009. Which it, it did come out quite a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going uh, 2014, right? Or yeah, we said the release of 360 and PS3 was 2005, and we're going up to when the one released, which, which is 2014. The same reason we included World of Warcraft in the discussion as well. Yeah, I'll go ahead and stick another PC game out there, although it's gotten console ports. Uh, XCOM: Enemy Unknown. Fucking I know a lot of people game. love XCOM. I fucking love XCOM. I'm a really big fan of turn-based shooters like that. Uh, it didn't make my list, but if you're looking for something on the consoles besides XCOM, Valkyria Chronicles is another really good one for the PS3, which also, I think, just had a remastered version come for the PS4. Yeah, we were just I was just about to bring yeah, that up. Uh, it's, it's definitely actually one of the uh, number one games I want for my PS4 right now. But uh, I'm a sucker for turn-based shooters, and I'm a sucker for permadeath in games like that, and... Uh, I actually, I didn't get it right at launch. It was a couple years later, but um, I ate that up. If anyone was wondering what Fallout 1 and 2 were similar to, it XCOM, would be XCOM is pretty similar. At least as far as I remember it, and I could be wrong, but... I've, I've gone back and played Fallout 1 fairly recently. It's... Th- there, there's some similarities. It's still really different. Um... If Fallout, you kind of move around in real time, and then when a battle starts, it jumps into turn-based, more like Pokemon or something. Um, the entire uh, interface and everything for XCOM is all your moves and everything are turn-based. Fair enough. I absolutely love the snipers in XCOM. The The sniper class was so much fun to use, especially when you had the... Uh, if anyone had sight, you could nail the target. And it was so satisfying firing a shot like thousand miles down and nailing like somebody. Having a uh, far sight in perfect dark. It was really cool. Straight through walls. Oh yeah. People We're gonna have to do uh, best games of Gen Five or was that four or five? I have to see the five. list. Be five. Six would be GameCube. So yeah, GameCube. Be yeah. Five. Okay, perfect dark. We'll fight yeah. over that one too. Yeah, it's up there. That's going to be a rough list. There's a lot of stuff that would go on that list here. Well, no, we're going to have to go. We're going to go back. Yeah, just keep going back. No, next list episode we do, we're going to do uh, Gen 6. So oh, we'll do my God. PS2, original Xbox, GameCube. That would be the generation. When we get I back to Gen 1, it's just going to be me. Because none <laughs> of you fuckers have played any of that shit. And be like, yeah, remember Astro Smash? <laughs> Generation 6 was my my big moment. Yeah, I I don't think I can do a top 10 list in Generation 6. Holy shit. It's <laughs> it's going to be 10 I, I, hate, I hate to tell you how this works here, but you're you're going to have to. I'll make one, but it's going to be like 10 10 titles no one's ever fucking heard of. But just like this though, we can all show up with It's going to be like 10 SMT titles. I already call on that. 
No way. Um, actually, quite a few of them probably would be SMT titles. <laughs> Uh, but my next li- uh, game on this list for Gen 7, it's a, it's also a, a PC game, um, and I might be the only one in here who's played it. It's Antichamber. It's also a puzzle game. It's very similar in feel to Portal um, because you just you go through different areas and you feel like you're progressing linear, like in a linear fashion because you'll like uh, walk through one area and you'll go up the stairs and then you'll be in the same spot you were and you'll try to go up the stairs again and then you'll look and you'll read the hint on the wall and it says sometimes to progress you need to go back to where you came from and when you walk back down the hallway that you came in you wind up in a whole different area of the game and the whole point of the game is just to discover all the different areas and get to the end just a door that's the end and I haven't beaten it um, because it's insane. You end up realizing that like when you walk down a hall, if you had just looked to the left, there was a whole different hallway that you missed. Cause it's a dark hallway. It's so fun. And that's all you do is you just walk around and read different hints. That's two times tonight. You've come up with something that you're making me want to play. And they're both PC games. And I think you should try them. Well, you know what? If you if you stick to your promise of hooking up a PC to my TV that I can play with the gamepad, then done deal. I don't see that getting done, but... <laughs> All I have to do is plug in an HDMI cable and a PS3 controller, and it'll take like 10 seconds. All right. What, what PC are you using? I'll go grab the one from downstairs. That the, used to sit on the floor? The Asus. I actually have a PC that'll work. Oh, no. I was going to hook up a laptop. Just way easier. Okay. Yeah. Um, I gave Matt Red Dead Redemption so that I could hang on to Grand Theft Auto Five, and I know it's come out on the new consoles, and they've really done good things with it with the first person mode. GTA Five is amazing. I think I will. I probably said it on a podcast that we've deleted, but I followed people around in Grand Theft Auto V to listen to their cell phone conversations because that's how much detail is in the game. And that's how I felt like the world of Grand Theft Auto V existed when I wasn't there. And you especially felt like that because when you switched to a different character, your other characters were living a life. You could switch to one character and they could be in the middle of a firefight with, you know, a gang or anything. It Trevor was normally passed out on a beach or on a balcony, or I love that aspect of it. I, I think, again, I think I've talked about this on the cast or in a review I wrote for uh, Obsolete Gamer, but the fact that you could switch between the characters and it was always a different way to look at that world. Red Dead is probably the better Rockstar game from Gen 7. Grand Theft Auto V broke a lot of ground, and they took... If you go back now and play Vice City or uh, San Andreas, they're almost unplayable. I hate to break that to you guys. I've tried. I love those games. I put hundreds of hours into those games. I think GTA V will hold up a little bit longer. Um, You're up because I think I only have one more after this, right? We're whittling these down. Yeah, we're down on to the uh, last two. Um, For... 
but uh, for my uh, for my <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by the hand signals. Um, That's what we do. Uh, Birth by Sleep for the PSP. Uh, definitely one of the best. <laughs> Stop with the hand signals. You kill me. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. I've always been a big fan. So is uh, so is Tyler. But Birth by Sleep for the PSP. Honestly, had to be my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. It was absolutely awesome. You uh, took control of three characters, and then you played through each of their storylines separately, and they all kind of connected. And um, it also served as a crucial plot point between the major series of the game, and um, it w- which was kind of sad because not a lot of people played it. It was on PSP, and uh, it was actually one of the best Kingdom Hearts games that Square Enix had ever built. I think... They're putting that in two point eight, right? They are. It is gonna. It is actually gonna get a counts uh, a console port. So for anyone who would be looking forward to playing Birth by Sleep, that's an that's an easy buy right there. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts. It's my favorite video game series, and you really have to play all of them. And you have to understand that you can't play them in chrono. I mean, you could play them in chronological order, but it's not the order they were released. I mean, you would have to play it Birth by Sleep into one into chain of memories into 365 over two into two like it's a very ridiculous timeline but if you played them as they came out you would play one and then you'd play two and then you would have played chain of memories and which like goes backwards and then it goes forward and then it goes backwards again it's a really complicated order yeah it's a very intricate story though and so I agree. I didn't put it on my list because I haven't. I haven't finished Birth by Sleep, and I am waiting for two point eight, and I'll pick it up. And I really want to play it. I don't it's have a really PSP, good. so I'll be on that bandwagon as well. Not many people do. Thomas had three hey, three I, PSP games on his list. I, I, I've no been, shit, I, if, right? If you've been, uh, if you've noticed, I've actually alternated between handheld and then console, and then back to handheld for each uh, for each turnaround because I play a shitload of handhelds. All right. Um, Dragon Age Origins is my next one. Um, I love the the concept they had, although they didn't really build upon it in future titles, but having this origin that's unique to your one character, and there were a ton of different ones in the game, and based on which race you played, which class you played, which gender you played, your opening story in the first, oh, it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours, depending on how you played it, um, but your intro to that game was just entirely unique to you. Um, I also liked, whereas Mass Effect, they took your decisions and spread the consequences of those out over the whole trilogy. Dragon Age Origins, kind of the ending for Dragon Age Origins, if you haven't played it, it kind of ends with kind of like a fairy tale book type slide by slide. Um, they're like a stained glass images or something, and it's it's all like I a, never finished it. Yeah, it's kind of like a text epilogue, but it brings a lot of closure, and it talks about even some of the most minor characters you ran into and made a split second decision on. It'll tell you how oh, they turned around. Now they own a shop in such and such city, and uh, it, it was really cool to see your consequences immediately play out, even if it was just through reading some text at the end of the game. I like that. Maybe I need to go back. It's it's on the rack. So Dragon Age Origins was probably one of the hardest fucking games I've ever played. That game was so difficult. 
but it, it was definitely worth it. Um, I actually had to go back and uh, rebuild my character because I started off a rogue, and I just felt like I couldn't progress through the story without losing constantly, and went through and built up a tank specifically to just be able to take all that damage and then let my party members uh, follow up. Yeah. So I'm going to go through my last two games. Unfortunately, with probably, you're gonna you're gonna I, we're gonna close with you. You're gonna do your last two right now. Well, I mean, I only have one more. I only have one more. As yeah, well. I was gonna say. I'd, so I'm not gonna do my last two right now. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say I'm gonna go through them probably a little more quickly with with a little less explanation because this has been a fairly long cast so far. Yeah, and. I know we all came with lists of underrated games. We're not getting to that tonight. No, we'll have to do a whole nother underrated games episode. That's cool. Yep. Uh, my next one, if we're talking about stealth games, if we're talking about... I haven't had a stealth game come up um, on mine yet. So I did include a stealth game um, better than Assassin's Creed, just as good as Deus Ex, Dishonored. Agreed. I uh, We can all agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, when you... Oh, not Matt. Oh, Matt no way. Matt looks like he just smelled a fart. That is actually one that I just never got into. I didn't. I, I like open world. I like stealth. I should have loved it. I think I went in with high expectations and it just let me down. I went in with horrible expectations, and it blew me away. Like, you're a magical assassin, and you could do the craziest shit. You have to Loved give that... It. Yeah, you have to give that game more than... When I first started playing it, I was like, uh, it feels so similar to what else I've played, and the art style is kind of weird. But then I grew to love the art style, and you get just a little ways into the story, and everything just ramps up. And Matt, to your point earlier, you can play through the whole game Oh yeah, I, without killing anybody. I knew that when I picked it up, and Okay, I, I, I think my high expectations killed it for me. I also played... I can't remember why, but for whatever reason, I played it a couple years after launch, I believe. I loved it. I would recommend trying it again and giving it a good run-through. Try to beat it, just because 2 looks like they're going to take the story way off the map, and they're going to blow you away with some of the new abilities, like the Chrono piece. Um, and I think it's I think it's worth it to try again. The gameplay videos I've seen for 2 have me interested, even though I didn't like the original. Cool. So are you you're not gonna go to your second one then? I can finish off my list real quick. Um probably one of my favorite games and my only Wii title on here, uh, on my top ten, uh Muramasa the Demon Blade, a vanilla Absolutely game. amazing. Yeah. So if you like hack and slash style games, if you like two D side scrollers, the combos, the fast paced action the story beautiful the f- visuals beautiful visuals insanely beautiful visuals if you like any kind of japanese like traditional art style and just the huge list of you didn't get different skills per se you just got different swords that had different abilities and there was hundreds and in order to collect them all you had to play through two different stories the game was just i put so many hours into that and every sword had its own ability all right, well, I guess I have to finish, right? With Well, not finish. Yeah, no, you finish got Finish my list. Yep. I've had a lot of dreams about video games over the years and good things, how to beat levels. I've never had nightmares about a game 
until I played Dark Souls. And I said earlier, I played Fallout 3, and that was the second most hours, because, oh my god, the amount of hours I've put into the first Dark Souls, my first playthrough just to beat the game with no guide, they never hold your hand. The sense of accomplishment's amazing. There's a lot of kills that you, you know, that are bullshit. You get knocked off a cliff. But again, it's it's pure, it's raw. Everything is interpreted from minimal text, beautiful franchise. Three um, was unbelievable, but it's this gen. So I have to go with the first, uh, the first Dark Souls, and it's it's probably tied with Bioshock for me. I, I mean, a game that completely kind of broke the mold for me. I, I I've been used to picking up a title from Blockbuster or Redbox or wherever, and I can beat it in a weekend. You're not doing that with Dark Souls, and I thought the world was rich. Uh, I loved it. Sense of accomplishment alone, when I would beat a boss in Dark Souls, was I would, I'd feel good. I'd feel good about Hood. And so that's what I'll end with. Bioshock, Dark Souls, Gen 7. That's my gen. You're up, Zachary. This is where me and Tyler have a lot in common, because I also wanted to finish off with another Vanillaware game, because uh, I think that between the two of us, it's one of our favorite publishers. Or developers, and um, the one I wanted to address was Dragon's Crown for the PS3. It came out at the end of the PS3's lifespan, and it was a old-school arcade beat-em-up, but they mixed those elements with um, a dungeon crawler uh, uh, where you collect a ton of loot similar to Diablo, and it made for just an insane four-player couch co-op beat-em-up that you could just have immense replay value with. Insanely fun. All right. I saved this one for last. We're not going to get to go into underrated games, but this would have been on that list. Uh, I saved it for last in case we had that transition, but we'll at least get one of the underrated games out there. Uh, This one's probably in my top five, and that's Lost Odyssey. And uh, in my opinion... It is the best uh, turn-based RPG of the seventh generation. Uh, it's it had some more classic uh, controls and mechanics, and was kind of dogged for that at the time. But it still holds up today, I think. And the story is just epic. Again, I, that's one of the ones that I I didn't get to, and unfortunately, as you can tell, um, Gen Seven is kind of where. I used to be a really big turn-based video game player. Um, video very, game player in general. I used to be a very good, big video game player in general. And uh, I used to do a lot of tactics. I used to do a lot of turn-based. Gen 7 had such a variety of unique and interesting games that I just didn't get as drawn to a game where it might take me 50, 60 hours or more. This was a whopper of a game for yeah. four disc on the 360. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll have to say I never played it, but um, I I would. It'll just take me a long time. Uh, maybe I'll pick it up. So It's one I want to go back and replay even now, but it's rather daunting. I look forward to, well, I'll be in the nursing home way before you guys, but maybe when we're old and are shitting into a bag 
we'll have time to play all of these things that we didn't get a chance to. Bioshock. September. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kid, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, that's that might be the title of the episode. Like, who the fuck didn't play Bioshock? That, that's me. My bad. No, long episode, but I think chunky. And I think it, when we're going to go through 40 games, we're going to have that kind of uh, length. We're going to end it here. And we will do underrated. We'll kind of mix that in somewhere else because I have a ton I want to talk about. Um, Lollipop Chainsaw being one, only because the poster is right in front of me. I thought uh, you were about to go there, Tyler. No, I I looked at my list because I had like four that were really underrated. And I was like, you know what? I'll give one of my underrated. Blur. Blur is mine. My one would be, and I know you said you thought it was garbage, but my one would be Too Human. Ugh, such a piece of shit. Dude, so good. Everyone hated it, but I I don't know what it was about it. What happened to that studio? After Eternal Darkness, they just... Eternal Darkness is arguably the best game on the GameCube. Too Human and X-Men Destiny are arguably two of the worst games on the 360. It, it warped their mind, and they couldn't remember how to make good games, so they made Too Human, but I still loved it anyway. So You were the only one. Here's going to be one you all hate, Brink. <laughs> Bethesda Studios, no one liked Brink. I actually thought it was a decent game. It's I on the rack the behind style. you, and, and Brink, was, Brink was fucking terrible. A lot of people yeah. say that, but... I I liked the art style. I liked the customization of the characters. It was I like Brink, Brink and Rage. Both. <laughs> right. they, they, they're I, the I same. Never, I never went too far with it because it was it was pretty much dead. Because the server died from the start. Yeah, one week after it released. Exactly. But from the little I did play, I was like, huh. I actually really liked that game and thought that it was pretty harshly criticized. I, I played it and I remember thinking, why do so many people hate this game? Like, I know it's not perfect. But I th- felt like everyone was a little over... Or mag? Over-exaggerated. Very mag. similar to mag. Anyway, we could go for another oh, yeah. four hours here. We're going to wrap, though. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to our Hearthstone events. Y'all know I don't give a shit about Hearthstone, but Tyler really loves it. Plays it 95 hours a week. So thank you guys so much for coming out to that. Tyler also said he was getting into Netrunner. I don't believe it. I see unopened boxes that have been sitting in my house for three weeks. But anyway. He showed up and played. I was there. He, did he? How he did he do? at league night. How did he do? He did, uh, He beat up on my wife a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, he did good. My, my wife's a good Netrunner player. That's a compliment. Okay, he, I was about to say, did. Tyler's a wife beater is a better compliment. <laughs> he, he did well. <laughs> no wonder he's divorced. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, to my left, our streamer who I wish would stream more and come to talk to us about Overwatch when I ask him to, Zachary Toma. Across the table from me, Matt Dawkins, who is about to be really busy. I'm not going to tell you why, but he will be back on the cast. To my right, as always, as much as I give him shit, the only co-host I would ever have on my podcast, Tyler Run, TRG Glaze. I'm Eric G. Hollis, and we are out.